Welcome to Misunderstood, a show for all you culturally and politically misunderstood ladies and gents. We are your hosts. I'm Kat. And I'm Nat. And today we're going to tackle critical race theory following the passing of the second reading of Bill 67 in Ontario and discuss how critical race theory and queer theory are intertwined. We're also going to talk a little bit about Disney's response to the parental rights and education bill that was recently signed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and discuss whether Disney should be boycotted. Hmm. But first, we're going to start things off with our patented culture shock moment of the week. Take it away, Kat. So this week, Justin Trudeau uh, put out a really fun video. Mm -hmm. He's still trying to encourage everyone to get vaccinated. <laughs> Let's just watch the video. It's very brief. It's a clip from a video we're not going to watch because we don't need to hear him. No. But uh, take, it, take a look at this and we'll talk about it. Getting that shot really was Doesn't an amazing it? feeling. It, 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 it hits you. It hits you, man. It's oh, like a rush, man. dude. Like, he is trying to convince people to get vaccinated by pretending it's like a rush. Like, <laughs> especially after two years of this, okay? Like, it was supposed to be two shots. Now it's going to be four. It's like endless shots. Like, come on. The campaigning needs to end, Trudeau. People have already decided. We're done with the vaccine, Trudeau. And, like, we're, what are we, 14-year-olds trying to get our first high? <laughs> Oh, oh, it gives you a rush, oh. man. Oh, it's like so good. It feels so good. It's yeah. like it gives you a rush. Cause yeah, because you're, you're clearly you're deranged. Or you're deranged. unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> is, um, that, is that defamation for me to say he's unhinged? I don't know, but we'll find I'm out. I'm saying it. Yeah, we're <laughs> owning it. Anyway, so that we don't need to spend any more I'm time shocked. on that man. Yeah. He is egregious. Um, but uh, I think takeaway is just don't listen to him when yeah. he don't listen to anyone or who like, goes like this yeah or like takeaway for me is like don't get a medical procedure just because the prime minister says it's like crazy man like <laughs> <laughs> nailed it yeah <laughs> all right so now we're going to talk about critical race theory um so as some of you may know bill 67 has recently passed its second reading in the ontario legislature uh it was originally introduced by an ndp uh mpp so that's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and apparently the only uh, MPP who voted against it was Belinda Carhalios. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. There's one good one, guys, mm -hmm. in our... Um, Is this the bill that Rick Nichols said that he didn't he know voted what, for because he didn't know what it was about? And exactly. It's like, yeah, he didn't know what critical race theory was. Right. I think actually a lot of people don't. So we're gonna we're not going to spend too much time on this topic because it We're kind dipping of, the toe. Yeah. We're dipping the toe. Exactly. It's it a big topic. It trickles yes. into what we really want to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah... Let's define it. So, okay, well, let's, yes, let's define it. And I watched, as a prep for this, I watched your interview interview with Samuel Say, which I was actually very informative. And he's, yeah, he's very well-spoken. Yeah, mm -hmm. he really is. Um, did I write down what he says it was? No, I did not. <laughs> However, I, I, I something that I um, liked about this is he said something about how equality used to mean like getting rid of inequality but now it's like creating more inequality to yeah. like so like past inequality can only be solved by like future inequality or right something. It's, and it's like, like reverse it's, yeah i hate to use that word but like reverse racism almost yeah. like you want the oppressor to be oppressed now, yeah exactly basically. and it's like um, i didn't i thought i knew what racism was which is like these people are here and these people are here and that's bad but now we're like okay this is good though yeah like just completely like, flipping that dynamic like, exactly yeah. that we're supposed to even things out so that was 
Yeah, it's a, that's a great takeaway. Um, so I guess maybe just some historical context. So critical race theory was founded by a Harvard Law professor named Derek Bell in the 70s, right after the civil rights movement. So one of the things I took away from, so Samuel Say is a blogger um, at slowtowrite.com, and he, this is kind of his shtick. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things he said was like, basically they don't want uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, dream, they want Karl Marx's dream, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is interesting, because I don't think a lot of people make the connection between critical race theory and Marxism. Yes, and there's a very, very like tight, tight uh, yeah, it's basically relationship like there. The ideological offspring. Yeah, you basically. just you just change like one word, which I guess would be like uh, financial inequity with like racial inequity. Right. It's, like, basically, the exactly. Same, yeah. They just copy and paste the whole theory. Yeah, and I guess basically what these people believe is that literally all of our institutions are systemically racist and they believe white people are naturally or socially inclined to maintain their oppressive power and privilege. So basically, I, I don't know if if I'm correct in saying this, but I kind of thought Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream was to kind of make us colorblind in mm -hmm. a way. Like, we were all equal. I don't see your skin color. I see you, your character, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he wanted you to be judged by the contents of your character. Wasn't, wasn't Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Day recently, like in the last couple I months? Think so, yeah. And I remember people saying, like, we need to drop this. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. like, okay. The man who, like, 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 like the, the whole concept of, like, being judged by the content of your character, not by the color of your skin. People are like, oh, that's so outdated. Like, Ooh. we need to drop that. And it's like, Okay. Woo! Well, so Woo. that's interesting. He is rolling around in his grave yeah. right now. Um, but basically, now they're trying to, I think they've already been teaching this in schools, but now they're trying to legislate it. Mm -hmm. So essentially, mm -hmm. if you're like a kid and you, you are assumed to be racist because of your subconscious or whatever, yeah. you can be punished. And then, of course, Great. We've, you've, we've talked about this on the show before, how... Um, institutions have started to implement these. I'm waving my hands like Justin Trudeau, don't trust me. <laughs> um, but institutions she is highly have, suspect. Yeah, yeah, institutions have started to implement these sort of programs too where people learn about their white privilege and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, well, I have a question and it's not really directed at you, but we'll discuss it maybe. My yeah. question is why can't history just cover this? <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't think we should be whitewashing or, or, no. or blowing over important historical moments where, like, uh, minorities have been like, well-documented as being oppressed. Yeah. Like, we know that this happened with the Japanese and, yep. and the internment camps and, and the aboriginals and residential schools. And we know that this happens in Canada. So let's not blow past it and pretend it never happened. No. But do we need to change the curriculum so much? Like, we already have a history. Kids study history. So maybe right. we just need to include more... Um, uncomfortable history in those classes. I don't remember learning about residential schools when I was in elementary no. school. So other people I've talked to said that they had, but I was like, okay, so there's where we failed. I agree. I should have known about that. I agree. I think that's an important part of your history. I mean, yeah. in the U.S., they learn about the abolishment of slavery. Mm -hmm. like, and we, we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of Aboriginal studies in school, but I don't specifically remember. I don't. Recall. Maybe it just wasn't paying attention. No, I think I, I think you're right. Yeah. I've never learned about it. Yeah. Uh, so where where can we improve? Well, yeah, we can talk about things that are uncomfortable in history and teach yeah. things, but I think that it should be taught to a classroom of equals. Yeah. Instead of being like, this student here is oppressed and this is the oppressor. Like, that's so scary and dangerous. Right, and that's part of these Marxist plans. Mm -hmm. Really, they want, like, and how sickening that these people want these innocent white children to, to feel hate like, themselves. to hate themselves. Yeah. Well, we'll get into why. Yes. There's a theory and a really cool theory about why that is. But if you were to look at it from... A perspective of a parent who doesn't actually think like down, going down the rabbit hole with the tinfoil hat theory where you're like I want my child to learn about oppression yeah say my kids white and I want them to learn about oppression like 
I remember my dad explaining to me, I was so young, but I remember him explaining like, oh, like some people think people with different skin color are, are less than them. Right. And, and I was like, and he's like, this concept is called racism. I remember that conversation and I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, and you, but the thing that I've taken away from that is you had to be taught. Yeah. To, like you're, you're learning that other people hate. You yeah. don't have that inherent in, in you. No, I, I had to be taught like, oh, I didn't realize like, skin color could determine how people treat each other. I was like, yeah. that's interesting. And also the conversation wasn't, Catherine, you, you five-year-old kid, are an oppressor. How does my skin tone make me an oppressor? It that's, doesn't. It's terrifying to think that we're teaching children right. that. Especially like, it's because obviously critical race theory is now seeping into the church and Christian establishments. And like, how, it, how can you justify that biblically? Like you are like fearfully and wonderfully made. You think when you go to heaven, God's gonna be like, "You're white. I don't think yeah. so, buddy." <laughs> Get but out of here, you black white. People, you're toxic in. whitey. Like, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. That's completely unbiblical. So the fact that any Christian organization or church or Christian in general is embracing this is like completely ridiculous. And I, I just, it's evil. It's, it's completely evil. evil. It's straight up evil. Yeah. Especially when we, you know, discuss why this would be happening because like you can say okay well we want kids to to learn about oppression and racism okay but my dad taught me that in five seconds and yeah. i was like oh wow hmm. and i'm okay. not i'm not, not going to be racist yeah like, like that's, <laughs> that could hurt people yeah like not that i had the inclination but no. it's like if i see that like stand up first like it happens you yeah. see kids making racist jokes sometimes when you're really young and it's like that's wrong like don't engage in that behavior like it doesn't really as we evolve as a species like why do we need to keep devolving back to like oh i'm my skin tone is this so therefore i am greater or lesser than you because of your pigment it's so right stupid. and wasn't it i think it was denzel washington and if it's not denzel i'm so sorry denzel you don't deserve this but he was <laughs> i think he, it was him or someone else i don't know who basically said like the best way to end racism is oh, to stop talking about it. It was... Was it Morgan Freeman? It was Morgan Freeman. Okay, they're both so great. Yeah. I just can't... Yeah. Sorry. They're yeah. Like the two greatest actors. I remember that that scene. And that's another thing, though. Samuel Says mentioned this before on his blog, how he gets death threats. He doesn't get death threats for talking about abortion and, like, advocating against abortion, but he gets more death threats about speaking out about critical race theory. And he is a black man yeah. from Ghana. Like... <laughs> How does this make sense? No, he's a biggie. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't about. know Clearly. what he's talking about. He has no idea. And um, I think my biggest takeaway from this is that, um, and this is kind of something he talks about a lot too, is that anti-racists and white supremacists both agree that your skin color is the most important thing about you. And like, that's just completely not true. There's a really, really funny sketch. Um, I forget the comedian's name, Ryan Long. Oh yeah. And it's woke versus racist. Uh -oh. And they have, it's like one guy's wearing a t-shirt that says racist and one guy's wearing a t-shirt that says woke. And they're like, I believe that the most important thing about me is my skin tone. And they're like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's like, so crazy. Same thing, it's same like, thing. It's like, it's not the most important thing about you. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing that God created us to It's like your be eye different. color. Yeah, it's a like, beautiful thing that we should celebrate. We should celebrate God's creation, but we are all made in the image of God. Which means that like... What color is God? Exactly. <laughs> exactly though. Like it just yeah. doesn't matter. We're all his children, everyone. Just freaking calm down. Uh, I found this really troubling uh, quote from this True North article that was... Um, you sent me. Uh, it says, Meanwhile, proponents of critical race theory in Canada hold the belief that treating everybody equally is actually racist. <laughs> and one must actively work to rid oneself and others of inherent racism. So what? I, I have no idea what racism is. I thought it was 
this and now it's this well, and that's a great point because if everything is racist and everyone is racist does that mean that it doesn't actually exist then like how do you yeah like it's just like this like weird cyclical it's thing. like postmodernism. it like, makes no sense so meta like it's, it's like it's so postmodern that you're like nothing is real and everything is racism it's like <sighs> it doesn't make sense and also it's funny the the covid pandemic has really highlighted this that we on one hand, woke people are saying the institutions, specifically the justice system, are inherently racist, systematically racist, or systemically. I never I know. Think which, you should use both. Whatever. Yeah. I'm using either. Um, but at the same time, we should completely trust the system, yeah. the government, the justice system to handle our health affairs. Yeah. I'm getting ticketed for not being masked. Like, we should completely hand ourselves over to the racist justice system? That's a great what? Point. Well, it's the same within Hollywood. Like, so. Hollywood always complains about like diversity. They need to be more diverse. It's like, but Hollywood is Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So what are you guys doing? Like you yeah. are Hollywood. You yeah. are in charge of these decisions. Yeah. So it's your so fault. So stop Matthew putting, McConaughey. Yeah, no, stop putting Matthew yours. McConaughey and friggin' what's her Jennifer Lawrence in a movie? Like put someone else. Right. Like it's your like you, problem. It's literally the the grandchildren of old Hollywood people that are still yeah. in the same groups, like the Gyllenhaals. Yeah. Like they're parents were something yes yeah, and with Dakota Johnson all, all of them. them so much nepotism and it's like well you guys are the problem like if Kirsten Dunst and Leonardo DiCaprio like they're all yeah. offspring of creepy Hollywood people it's like stop putting your grandkids in the movies yeah. gosh I feel so, like an old person but my god can, so cancel Hollywood but yes we've said it before let's talk about why critical race theory and queer theory or gender ideology are intertwined maybe yes so we talk about the Twitter thread? Yeah, let's do the it. The great Twitter thread. The great Twitter thread. So I don't thread. even know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so he, Where did I he uh, is a podcaster, and his podcast is called, I'm guessing it's a Christian podcast. So his name is Josh Dawes, and it, he's the host of The Great Awakening. Well, thank you for doing that Yeah, research. no problem. Okay, I got it. So do you want to, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll link to the tweet. Oh, here, yeah, here's the meme that got it all started. Right, because um, this was shared, I guess, last week in, a lot of people. Can you were. scroll down a tiny bit? I just want to see what's. Yeah. So the the make don't make me tap on the sign sign is it's not rocket science, guys. They're just evil and want to diddle kids. Oh gosh. <laughs> so this Twitter thread is saying basically no, like woke leftists who are talking about gender theory with your kids don't necessarily want to diddle your children. And I was like, are you sure? Yeah. Because. But then I looked into it. I actually, like, it's kind of creepy, but I Googled, like, percentage of humans that are pedophiles, and mm. it's quite low. Okay, like, it's that's really good. hard. That's like, a good sign. The thing <laughs> was saying, like, it's really, really, really hard to calculate this number because people don't admit to being pedophiles. Of yeah. But they estimate it's about 2% of the population. 2% too many. Yeah, but exactly. Glad they're the minority. Exactly. <laughs> so, the, so the fact that, like, all of these people, they're probably not all pedophiles. No. So why are they so obsessed with talking to kids about sex and gender? Because we know that the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is, that's just what people call it, but it's actually the yeah, parental it, rights and education exactly, bill. Exactly, yeah. Um, it only pertains to children from kindergarten to grade three. So yes. those are young children. So why are people so upset that they're not allowed to talk to young young children about their their gender, they their sexuality, yeah. they being teachers, yeah. yeah. Why are they so upset about this if probably they're not actually trying to diddle children? And there comes the Twitter thread. Yes, so we already kind of broke down the critical race theory stuff, but basically what these teachers do, uh, to your children, by the way, so I hope you're paying attention, mom and dad, um, they introduce it to radicalize these young kids. So they're like, this is critical race theory. 
which obviously, as we mentioned, instills a negative identity, mm -hmm. like a, a negative well, white. It divides kids up, so they're no yeah. longer peers and equals. They're now white kids and black kids and minorities. So and oppressor versus yes. the oppressed, which, yeah. as we've mentioned before, is Marxism. So, and we've actually already talked about the implication of this on the show because remember that um, that substack of the girl who detransitioned. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yes. we've already kind of touched on this, but yeah. basically. Once critical race theory, which was something that she was kind of exposed to in a weird way on her um, Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It kind of makes these white kids be like, well, I have a negative self-identity, so how do I get out of this? How do I get out of being the oppressor? So then... Enter queer studies, gender studies. Yeah, or gender ideology or whatever. It's typically coined as queer theory. Mm. Queer -thy. Query. Queer theory. Queer <laughs> Which is already a word. We're trademarking that, though. <laughs> yeah, so... So now they give you an opportunity to no longer be the white cis het female who's the oppressor, but now you can be like, well, I'm non-binary. Yeah, I'm queer, which I'm trans. I'm trans now. So which, so you go from being an oppressor to back to a friendly victim. Right. And now you're in the club and people don't hate you and you don't have to hate yourself anymore. And of course they want to get them young, these these yeah. teachers, these Well, um, because young educators. minds are so impressionable and exactly. so valuable. Yeah, and and basically too the the reason this bill is actually a good thing is because this teacher can be indoctrinating your child and you may have no idea, but this bill basically prevents that from happening. Like, parents deserve and have a right to be aware of what their kids are being taught. So if a secret's being kept, something about like, you know, teachers teaching a child about sexuality or just sex in general or gender identity like or like the kid has changed genders and the parents don't even exactly. know like that's happened we've read stories exactly exactly that like it's despicable and a parent has a right to know and that's what this bill actually ensures that the parents are <laughs> informed yes so yes. it's actually protecting children yes sorry amy schumer <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i don't understand why all these hollywood actors are like raven simone yeah like she should know, like, it doesn't affect you. You're an adult. What's yeah. your problem? We're talking about children, like young children, and not even your children. If you want to talk to your own child about their gender and their sexuality, like, that's not my problem. Yes. But to say that the teacher has the right to know secrets about your child's sexuality. First of all, sexuality and children, there's not that's really a not thing. Grade thing. three, there's no sexuality no. in grade three. Grade no. three is like, how old are you in grade three? I think you're seven, eight maybe so like you're not getting down with either gender it really no. makes no difference and you're really not even old enough to pick your gender because you're you're still figuring yourself out at that age so why are we so upset yeah um well, not to mention too though like if you're in grade three and you're questioning your gender you are the minority like yes. you are the stark minority and it usually as we've mentioned thousands of times on the show you outgrow it with proper guidance and counseling and prayer <laughs> You know, so it's this is not a normal thing. It's not just like this massive, like, pandemic of children. Yeah, like all what's in the water. Yeah, <laughs> like, like exactly. What, what is happening if all these children are actually the, gender dysphoric? Yeah. it's just not. It's not possible. It's called the public education system. But like the next step in this in this um, Marxist ideology or this, the argument that this Twitter thread is implying is that so the kid has now been given a get out of jail free card, which yeah. is, well, you might be cishet white oppressor, but if you're trans or gender bending in any way, then you're no longer an oppressor. So then the kid goes home and is like, hey, mom and dad, I am now Jennifer instead of Gerard. And <laughs> if the parents show any resentment or resistance to this yeah. whatsoever, the kid has been programmed to say, oh, my parents are are queer haters, they're yeah, homophobes, they're transphobes. Yeah. I Bigots. cannot trust them. All I can do is trust my, my school community. And so I'm now going to 
completely cut out my parent from my decisions and the the the, the uh, industry, the industrial complex of raising children for you has won. They've now taken your child and they've severed the parent-child relationship and that's arguably the goal here. Yeah, definitely. And then of course, and this I know we just talked about how pedophiles are the minority, praise the Lord, but <laughs> this actually this secretive relationship or this like special bond that this child now has with a teacher creates so, so much room for abuse. Creepy. Because if if a parent's not aware of what's going on in your their child's life, then hello predator comes in. What is in. creepier than an adult saying to your kid like, well, I, we have a little secret oh, and ugh. you can talk about your pee-pee and wee-wee with me, yeah. teacher. Like, no. No, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. That is so disgusting. The only way it's appropriate is when you're like, at a certain age, they do sex ed and they, back in the day when I was in school, they put the boys in a room and they put the girls in a room and they'll be like, all right, periods, tampons. Like, that's okay for Watch me. Watch this woman give birth. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> upsetting. And it, it stopped it me from not having nice. sex for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely terrifying. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> no. it, it worked. <laughs> yeah, and there was, okay, so there is another example of how, just how dangerous and I think detrimental it is to a child's life. Um, if they are exposed to these ideologies and they are kept apart from their parents. Did you read the article about the girl who... Um, who committed suicide? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should just quickly touch yes. on that because I think that's a really good example. So um, basically, a, uh, there's a mom whose daughter committed suicide after transitioning and she blames her school. So um, her name was Yaeli. Um, and basically, the mom explains that the school encouraged her to take hormones, undergo gender reassignment surgery, and secretly join an LGBT group without her mom knowing. And they explicitly told this girl not to tell her mom. Yeah, they were like, your mom won't understand. Yeah. She's going to hate you. And it's like, you didn't even talk. So they didn't talk to the mom about any of this no. either. So she doesn't know what's going on. So she's like, maybe I wasn't going to react that way. You don't even know. You don't even know. It's not yeah. even like she has a history of bigoted behavior or That's anything. That's a great point. Like, you cannot assume how someone's going to react to that. Like, but parents they love want, their the kids. The theory is like they, I mean, again, this is just a theory, but like they want to set it up like your parent's going to yeah. not be accepting of it so that the kid's already like on their back foot she's kind of grooming it's super creepy yeah and gross. it's really creepy um yeah. and basically i guess what happened to this girl she found community with her school and there was she had like older kids at school who kind of gave her like a walkthrough on how to become a foster kid so she could mm -hmm. separate from her mom and get her surgery because her surgery would be covered by the government the government yeah. if she was in foster care but not by her parent if the parent didn't want to go through with it yeah so but it was interesting in that article the mom says like she still they still had meetings like she would still have dinner with her daughter and they specifically said you cannot talk about god during these sessions these supervised sessions with your kid and also she said she was the daughter uh was always like very in touch with her mother and would send her messages like i love you mother yeah. like i know that you think like what i'm doing is a lot but i i want you to know like you've always been a really good mom like what about those texts and she said like in the article it said like we we've seen these text messages yeah. like they exist so the the daughter who was so troubled still very much loved and respected her mother's opinion and if she had just been like encouraged to discuss things with her like Mom, she yeah. might still be alive today and yeah. it's like t totally tragic no it's 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 so horrific and i think it just really speaks to the fact that the government schools teachers medical professionals these people do not love you as much as your parents do no okay like obviously there are exceptions to the rule here but like overall, like these people don't actually care about your well-being. You got to just follow the money when it comes to these industries as well. You know, um, the gender transitioning industry is quite lucrative from what I've heard. Um, well, we know about that. We actually, we should make a note to do a profile on that. 
yeah. tea eater. Yeah, the tea eater. Ugh. That's a disgusting Twitter. Eater, not eater. Yeah, different. no, no. Um, I want to read a quote from that Daily Wire yeah, article please. that you were just talking about. Um, it's kind of a long quote, but I'll just cut it down here. No, it go says, for it. Because the state took Abby's daughter away, her depression got worse, and without having her mother's love, she took her own life. I think the school district ultimately is responsible for her death. I think that's from the lawyer or someone who was representing the mom. Yeah. Um, disgusting. Oh, yeah. They took your kid away, didn't let you talk to them about something serious going on in her life. And a Be life was lost. <laughs> like someone's daughter is now dead. It's that that child right. had the endless potential. And that's what this bill aims to prevent, arguably. Or to encourage. Well, well, to prevent, sorry, these kinds yes. of suicides. Yes. Like these kinds of um, deaths and yes, stuff. Sorry, like, yeah. yeah, like it's it's a good bill, okay? So anyone who is in opposition to it, just it makes you look like a creep. Yeah, and also makes you look like you're not educated because if you just took the time to like look up the bill, you'd say, yeah. oh, it's only talking about like little, little tiny kids. And it's trying to give them the option of having their parent involved in what's going on in the classroom and for teachers not to be like, hey, me and my gay lover who are gender bending <laughs> went like that one teacher that was like, oh, I can't talk about my kayaking trips on the week. You can. Yeah. You just don't say that you bo boinked your yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. no one needs to hear it. And yeah. it goes for straight people, too. Yeah, but that's no the one thing. cares about your personal life. You can be like, oh, I went kayaking. We saw a moose. Yeah, that's great. That's cool. Not we boned on a rock. Yeah. And then we like, saw a moose. Yeah, like, like I don't care to know. Just skip all that part. No one cares. You can still be like, oh, how was your Christmas, Mr. Whatever? It was wonderful. My family did this. That's <laughs> no one needs to. My family can of a Zer, a Zim, a Zay, like no one cares. No, and you know, for like a long time, we haven't been talking about these things in the classroom, and I think it's worked out all right for yeah. most of us, okay? Like, look at us, we're pretty normal. <laughs> Debatable. Um, <laughs> should we talk a little bit about Disney's reaction to all of this? Yes. Oh, there's one more. Um, there was that Substack article that's oh, yeah. very similar to the Daily Wire thing, and I just want to read one quote from it. Yeah, well, there, I actually wrote like 17 quotes, but I'm going to pick my favorite. Yeah, pick your fave. Um, <laughs> okay. So I was wondering, like, why would people be drawn to this um gender like other than the fact that you can become fr an from an oppressor to the oppressed which is apparently in vogue now yeah there was an interesting quote here um from the substack article which was written by a similar situation it was a mother her, her daughter hasn't died but her daughter was being groomed basically by a therapist Ugh. and she said like in her first 30 minute session with the therapist which she only found out after years because she had to ask for the um transcripts because the daughter was 11 Oh, but when within 30 minutes of this therapist meeting this girl, she had diagnosed her with gender dysphoria and started calling her him <gasps> and never. And so the mother would have uh, sessions with the therapist and she would say, how is it going? Like, what's going on with whatever her name is? And the therapist would say, mm, what do you think is going on? Like, she never gave her any any indication whatsoever. And then finally, when the mother finds out, like her daughter's getting more and more reclusive and depressed and she finally gets hold of these documents that say, like, what happened in the in the therapy ses sessions and she's like wow you diagnosed my kid within 30 minutes of meeting her where i was her mother her whole life yeah. anyway so that's the backup I think of, the mom would know you'd think her kid. um so this quote is like kind of on like why would this kid even want to go down that road yeah. and it opened my eyes a little bit it said misery and self-righteous misery and self-righteous indignation were the price of admission into their social group and my daughter desperately wanted to be part of a social group so this mother talked about how she had 
uh, two boys and a girl and they grew up in a neighborhood with mostly young boys so her daughter always kind of had like a weird relationship with other girls mm -hmm. like she just didn't have a lot of girlfriends so she had a hard time like breaking into s female circles yeah. and she's a tomboy exactly yeah. so then this um, gender ideology thing gave her an excuse to be like oh yeah I hate myself too like I'm awkward like oh it's probably because you're like us and yeah. we're actually boys and it's like girls are so susceptible yes. to um, peer contagion yeah for sure crazy being a tween is hard I once got glasses because my friend got glasses yeah, I and I went definitely. to the doctor I was like yeah I can't see anything any glasses yeah. but I did not no, that's <laughs> like that's, peer contagion is serious no you're absolutely correct I think most young women can relate to that mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and now I can't see. <laughs> now she can't see, but you know what? It's still, all right. Still better than being sterilized. Still better, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy how these people though, these medical professionals, these teachers are, are who are in a position of trust, you'd think, are preying on innocent lives. And I just think like it's satanic. Like I, full stop. Like I actually <laughs> think this gender confusion is so satanic and like, Adults are supposed to be looking out for kids. We're not supposed to be confusing them. No. Like they're confused enough. Life is already confusing. They don't know anything about anything. They don't understand. Most of them have been locked away for two years because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Like you, like adults need to like check themselves. Like honestly, like there is a really special place in hell for people who confuse a child. Yeah, like or who think that their own personal like story yeah. is so important to tell. Like I, people need to know that I came out at nine. Like, yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, they do not need to know about my sexual journey. They do not need to know about yours. Their children. No. They need to learn how to read and math and how to like talk to each other and how to communicate with each other and learn history and and re reason. Yeah, critical thinking. Yeah, critical, critical thinking, thinking is the probably the biggest gift you can give your kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not an Xbox, <laughs> unless they want that too. Well, I don't that's kind of fun. Yeah, they're fun. We're so not yeah, against, let's talk about we're not Disney. Against fun. Yeah, so Disney, Disney, Disney. Everyone knows about Disney. Everybody loves Disney. Um, okay, so basically, originally, yeah, Disney, the uh, CEO, Bob Chapek, actually refused to let Disney take a stance after the Florida bill passed, which is fair because Disney should just be about yeah. Disney. Yeah, um, Mickey ears and funnel cakes. Yeah, you know, the good stuff. Um, but of course, as with most corporations in Western culture, he caved. He bent a knee to the minority, by the way, uh, the mob, which is always the minority. Mm -hmm. Like it's never- well, they're loud. They're just real loud. Yeah, um, so basically he bent a knee and he launched a task force and listening tour and promised to use Disney's market power to oppose similar laws. Uh, and he donated 5 million of the company's money to an activist group that refused the donation until the company took meaningful action on the Florida bill. Since when is it Disney's job to do anything about legislation? I know. It's just because Disney World is in Florida, Florida and they're like, what do you want? Like, do you want them to move Disney World? That's not going to happen. No. That's not happening. There are like roads and, and dedicated like transit services that are built there. Yeah. Like there are there are buildings with water slides. There. Yeah, there are. They're not moving that. And they're fun. Um, so yeah and with another ask it just kind of speaks to the fact though that like if you give the mob an inch like they will take them out yeah. like where's it going to stop now and we've already seen actually that it is already a slippery slope with the direction disney's headed and we'll talk about that a little bit more but like it's just interesting like what like we shouldn't want disney who like literally caters to children uh, to let far left progressive dictate how the companies run mm -hmm. like these people are kind of creepy they're super creepy and they're being so overt about it yeah did you see that um I don't forget which article it was in, but it was Latoya Ravenue. She's yes. a, an executive there. 
Um, I looked at her IMDb page, and mm -hmm. she pretty much exclusively works on um, children's shows. Okay. And it's weird because she was like, yeah, like our not so secret gay agenda, like she said on the company Zoom call or something. And it's like, you could joke about that if you were working for Netflix and you're making adult content. Sure. Like I would, I would probably roll my eyes at it. Yeah. Because it's like overrepresentative or whatever. But whatever, who cares? Like adults do your thing. But you're like, I specifically work on children's shows, and we have a very poignant gay agenda. Like that's messed up. And I, this is gonna probably get me into trouble. Um, but we love getting into trouble on this show. But why, why does there need to be a gay agenda at all? Like, why, why do we need to pander to the five-ish percent of the population? You got gay marriage. Like, you, you're pretty, like, you, you can go into any establishment you want mm -hmm. if you're gay. No one cares. I don't care if you're gay. Live your life. Just don't, like, like don't try to push anything on anyone else, and we won't try to push anything on you. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's just like, this, like I don't have a hetero agenda. No, me either. Like, like I'm not trying care. to hetero people. No, because it's just... It's just, it's a weird thing to do. It's a weird thing to push. Like, why do you have a gay agenda at we all? Should, we need to play this Raven Yeah, we Simone should play clip. this Raven Can Simone. we play this? Because yeah. it's so funny. Just her face and how, like, <laughs> okay, we'll just play. Yeah. <laughs> Let her. Start. I'm going to say this, and this is my thing. If there's a don't say gay bill, there should be a don't say straight bill. <laughs> because it's not fair. She she and there are multiple kinds of humans in this world. Mm -hmm. And you are ruining the psyche, the confidence of so many young children because you are discrediting their parents, the people they love, like, the people God, that raise them, the people that like, teach them the, the manners when they walk into that schoolroom. Like, so if you just don't say gay, it's like don't talk about gender ideology and sexuality sex. yeah. with kids. No, so yes, they do have a don't say straight bill. If you're talking to three year olds, Frig. Well, you just don't, yeah, exactly. She doesn't even know anything. Well, like, she gets the <laughs> mic drop moment, like, I know. Lady. And it's funny, because, like, Raven, I thought you were psychic. Like, you would have <laughs> known what the bill was actually about. Like, like as, as a black lesbian millionaire, yeah. she should not be like, there is no representation. No one's talking about, it's like, lady, like, you have yeah. multiple shows and series on Disney. Like, you're fine. Yeah, it, like, Do I Do you not feel represented? I don't get it. I don't get why celebrities are being so strangely. It's actually, such an in vogue thing. I guess so. I think, I'm sure part it's partially pressure, but I think also, like, a lot of them do seem to have a bit of a, they go in, they go along with this Marxist agenda, so I don't know. It, you know, I probably shouldn't say that. But there is a lot of abuse in Hollywood, with, yeah. especially with people who started out as child actors. Well, definitely. Disney so, Disney stars, we've seen how some of them have turned out. Exactly. Hello, Demi. Hello, Demi. Exactly. And the Olsen twins. Yeah. Like, she's, you know, Raven Simone is not... She hasn't... I mean, she's had a healthy career, I guess, but I'm sure she would be amongst those people who are like, yeah, it probably messed me up a little bit. So, like, sure. let's not make more kids messed up no. by adding, like, weird pressures from adults and, like, strange adults telling them about their lives and their bodies. Like, we need less of that. And we need more parent parents and church and love and family. That's actually a really good point, too. And do you think par partially these Disney stars, because Demi Lovato really tries to push this on, uh, she tries to push her agenda on people, too, I find, a lot. And it's like, is it because misery loves company? Yes. Yeah. yeah, like these people just don't want you to actually be happy. They just want you to be as that's, miserable that's as That's an them. argument, yeah. I think maybe. Um, but honestly, like if you're gay, like be gay. Like if you're straight, be straight. Like just please, let's enough with this like, these like. Stop talking to little kids who aren't yeah. yours about sex. It's like so simple. Straight, gay, straight, sex, gay, sex, who cares? Stop talking about it with yeah. children. Please, that's, that's all They're we're asking.
three, great, grade three is young. Yeah. Like, let's let's take it from there. Yeah, it's, and you know, like Disney is for children. So if you're an adult and you're upset about how Disney's handling this bill, maybe you're too old. Yeah, for maybe Disney. stop watching Disney. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, there's not enough gay couples in this in this Disney movie I'm watching. Well, it's like, well, you're 40. Go, like, yeah, go, go watch friggin' True Blood or whatever. Yeah, like I don't go know. on Netflix or something. I don't know. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot RuPaul's of options. Yeah, exactly. There's like, options. Get in there. Go watch there's Queer Eye. Of, there's tons of gay gay stuff to watch. I watch it. It's good good content. There you go. And she just like, I'm not showing it to children. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit maybe about how Disney also isn't going to call kids mm. boys and girls anymore. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it's a slippery slope. Where does this end? Where does this end? And I actually have a really scary thought. Um, Tell us. Before. Well, I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember who tweeted it, but this person basically tweeted like, so we're erasing the definition of a woman. What happens when we erase the definition of a child? And that's what happens when we, exactly. Whoa. What happens when we erase the definition of a child? You know what happens. Your children are getting abused. Exactly. And so like when we erase, like, well, women are being abused by the erasure of our. Exactly. Look at like, I mean, you, the perfect example is sports, Leah Thomas, and even prisons. Like if, if someone identifies mm -hmm. as a woman and they go and they harm an actual biological woman in prison, it's considered a woman-on-woman -woman crime. Yeah, even if they have a penis. Yeah, so that's great for us. Um, but so like this whole thing about words, like we're changing it from boys to girls, like I just think, okay, sure, that's You're not right. changing the definition of a kid, but where is the line here? Yeah, it's like scary. it's it's literally 1984 where they have the di uh, the new speak dictionary exactly. and they're always taking out words from it because the more words you have, the more op like opportunity there is for yes. nuance and discussion and thinking. And if you limit the language, you limit all of that. It's just exactly. this or this, and it's like, well, human could be child, could be adult. I'm gonna treat it the same way. No, you're not. Yeah, and That's I think a child. When Step away, sir. A thousand percent. And I think when you start to play this game, when you redefine words, you create chaos. Mm -hmm. And humans don't do well in chaotic no, environments. We don't. We mm -hmm. need order. It's inherent. It's in our nature. So like let's stop letting these crazy people like, you know, dictate everything for everyone when they're just creeps. It's called homeschooling. Yeah. That's another <laughs> great option. Please homeschool. Yeah. I will um, be doing that. Yeah, so basically, and this kind of goes back to like what we were talking about already, but like they, Disney saying that boys and saying like calling boys boys and girls girls isn't inclusive enough. And like for me, it's like, well, what kid at Disney is non-binary? No kid <laughs> is non-binary. So like we were saying earlier, any adult who's creeped out by this probably is too old for Disney. Let's play the clip that yes, um, please. That's our producer a great idea. has ready to go because she's kind of, it reminds yeah, me of what you're talking let's about. Let her, let's let her roll. Oh, it's an eye roll. <laughs> I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, Do they even have and, signs? And also as a leader. Pansexual child, um, sure and that do. was the thing that really got me. So this lady is like so much loving so many of that she has two queer children to like whip weeks. out at this opportunity um, to forums, what, make her seem like a better CEO? And... Isn't this like a statistical anomaly though? Uh, yeah, two like, kids who are like, I know, and when she trans? says child, are you talking like 20 year old child? Yeah. Like my mom still refers to me as a child. I hope that's the case. I really hope because it's like, if you're talking about an actual well, then it seems like you're pushing an agenda on your children. Yeah, like, like what are the what are the odds? Exactly, people it's, do I, like Tegan and Sarah, right? Sure, they were two lesbian sisters, right? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. think so. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. So it can happen. Yeah, it's, un, it's, it's not, not normal. Yeah, it's think. a statistical it's anomaly. Yeah, and fine, you love your kids no matter what. And I'm just wondering, like, I wonder how old those kids are. Like, is your like pansexual child of 
18 or older lady then sure whatever let them yeah. be but like, but if like they're also if they're 18 like why are you referring to them as a child and like you're a mother of these children like yeah. oh my god either way it's creepy and weird it is and it's just like like she's just trying to make herself like give herself some credit here i guess and also I, it's just the basically though like it's just weird that all these adults are deciding to push all this propaganda on content for kids like that's just not and now that I mean, obviously, like the Twitter thread that we keep referring to is not science. It's not. It's no. just a theory that this random YouTuber had. But, it but while sense. I was reading it, my brain, my brain's eyes were yeah. opening, and I was like, "Oh my!" Because I didn't understand how it all. I was like, "What is the benefit yeah. of encouraging children to be?" gender confused well how does that benefit society it's like well because then the state basically owns your kid's mind instead of the parents and the state has one agenda and they know it's just like justin trudeau said about china their basic dictatorship allows them to make all these decisions quickly and implement things quickly so it's like when the state owns the minds of all the children and they say oh we're not doing this guys we're not eating meat anymore yeah that's another thing we need to talk about about on another show my god they're easier to control so i think maybe we should just talk about some uh, next steps what parents should do what people should do Man, I, think, I don't know i i think i actually do think it's just to boycott disney at this point unfortunately um which is cancel those subscriptions guys I you think can so. watch the simpsons elsewhere yeah um i think that's one one thing i think homeschool your kids if you can i think if you can't pay attention to your child's life yeah. ask them questions when they come home from school look at their homework Stay in touch with their teachers. Yeah. Do a little, like, what did you learn at school today? I think that's really important. The homework thing is interesting, too, because they might be like, well, I don't know. I know someone who, like, got, like, their kid came home with, like, a gender-neutral polar bear for their French homework or something, because those two things make sense. Yeah. It was, like, a drawing, and it was, like, for French homework or something. Oh, for gosh sakes. Yeah, because that, because in in French. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, with French specifically, gender is extremely important. Important, yeah. Because it's how they just turn, like, you conjugate the verbs or whatever. Yeah, good luck with that, you guys. But, yeah, I think just pay attention to your kid. I think bring them to church. Yeah. You know, yeah. come to church, read the Bible with them, yeah. pray with them. Mm-hmm. Just pray for wisdom for them and you, okay? Yeah. Like, this is a, these are dark times. I do think this is a spiritual don't battle. don't look at celebrities and... No. And even, like, people like us. Like, you shouldn't even listen to us, really. No, you, you should. should. just be talking to your kid. I'm just and... kidding. No, it's true. <laughs> no, you're right. But like, true. what do I know? I'm just here. We're, we're coming up with theories, and we're trying to open people's minds so that they can discuss these things. But, like, yeah. go home and talk to your family and, like, have those conversations, look in each other's eyes, and, like, don't let them just go from school to the internet, to school to the internet. Exactly. they will be messed up. They will be messed up. Messed up. Yeah. Well, so, I think... We could talk about this for like a hundred years, but we will. We will. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Olivia. Week. But um, <laughs> okay, so everyone, that's the show. Thank you for listening to Misunderstood, which comes out on Rebel News Plus every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also listen and watch the entire show for free on the Saturday after the episode comes out on our website, Misunderstood Show. No, no. Yep. Rebelnews.com. No. I get that wrong every time. We're, we're working out the kinks. Yeah, so the free version comes out at 2 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Time on YouTube or Rumble. I'm just going to let Nat tell. We also <laughs> have our own YouTube channel now, uh, so it's just misunderstood. Please subscribe. If, uh, we really, really need those uh, subscriptions so that we can become monetized and then demonetized. Yeah, it's like part of our, our five-year plan. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, as Kat mentioned, you can listen to the show for free starting Tuesday at 7 p.m. anywhere you stream your podcast. So please, Spotify, listen. whatever yeah. else is out there other than Spotify. Yeah, I exactly. watch it on Spotify. Listen. And you know, please share the show with your friends, even if you don't 
if you know you're watching this and you made it this far and you don't like it, um, that's <laughs> fine. Why are you still here? I don't know, but please, you know, <laughs> there might be some someone out there. We're trying to fight the culture war, and we need your help to do it because Canada is struggling, struggling, struggling. Okay, well, that's I think the show. Yeah, um, follow we, us on the on socials. Yes, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. That's all there is, yeah. I think. Okay, well, we're your hosts. I'm Nat, and I'm Kat. Bye. Bye. Bye.